Hiya, pals! Welcome to the Mouse Bites Podcast! Here we go! Welcome to the Mouse Bites Podcast, a show all about Disney video games past and present. Welcome to the show. This is episode two, and today I am joined by my good friend, Jeffren Perez. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing well. Good. It's... How are you? Did you introduce yourself? Oh, I don't think I did. I am Clay, uh, in, case, in case you don't know that, which you probably don't. Um, yes, and uh, so we are Clay and Jeff, and... We are the host of the Mouse Bites podcast, and uh, yeah, it's been another month, and so it's time to take a look at another Disney game. I don't know about you, Jeff, but this month went by super fast for me. It um, went so fast. And I kept saying, oh, I got plenty of time to play The Little Mermaid, and then all of a sudden, yep. it was like, uh, it was either early this week, I was like, oh crap, I need to put some more time into this game. And so, uh, <laughs> luckily, it is an NES game, so it, you know. Not, not too much to have to cover, but um, yes, anyways, so uh, today we are covering The Little Mermaid for the NES. Uh, so to start off, uh, we like to ask ourselves, what the heck is this game? Because there are multiple Little Mermaid games out there. So we figure right up front, we'd let you guys know exactly which game this is we're talking about. If for some reason you're like trying to remember, I've played a game with a Little Mermaid in it, but which one is it? Jeff, would you like to tell the listeners at home what the heck this game is? Sure. Uh, this is a 2D side-scrolling uh, not a platformer. It's an underwater <laughs> platformer, if there's such a thing, um, where you play as the Little Mermaid, scrolling through levels. Um, made by Capcom, so much in the vein of their NES games that are similar, like uh, the Mickey ones or even uh, Mega Man. It's uh, a little adventure under the sea. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's pretty there's accurate. Not much more to it than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's a simplistic concept. There are some interesting features that it has that might make it a little bit different or similar to other games, but um yeah, at the core that's pretty much what it is. It's your good old good old-fashioned Capcom. It's got the the purple, you know, box and the the purple label on the the cartridge, uh which was kind of Capcom's thing back then. I've got a bunch of them all kind of stacked in my little collection in the basement. So I've got that one, I got Darkwing Duck, and then I've got, you know, DuckTales and all those. So uh, I love that about those. They have all the the purple labels on them and stuff. So anyway, um, so now we're just going to kind of hit our uh, our initial thoughts, what we knew about the game going in, whether or not we played it before, or just kind of maybe some broad reactions to the game. Uh, Maybe not giving away your full thoughts on the game, but just kind of what we did know or any history we have with it um i can go first and uh basically say i i think we owned this game when i was a kid but i don't have a ton of memory of playing it back in the day 
Um, but my real, the most recent interaction I had with it, I think it was last year, um, I was buying a bunch of games online, uh, on Instagram actually, people sell stuff on there, and uh, got little, I saw Little Mermaid come up and it was like super cheap, it was like really, it was like less than 10 bucks or something. I was like, oh, I don't own that, and you know, it's a Disney game, and why not? So I went ahead and purchased it, and it came in the mail, and I was like, all right, I, I really have no idea. I couldn't remember if I'd played it, put it in, and I was like, I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised. I, I assumed that the price that I got it for was probably not going to be very good, so I had very low expectations. Um, I didn't play it for very long at that point. I just, you know, put it in for a couple minutes and checked it out. I was like, all right cool. I, I didn't completely waste my money. Uh, there's Disney games that I've bought that have given me way worse initial, you know, thoughts just looking at it for the first 10 seconds and being like, Ooh, this isn't going to be good, but that was not the case with this one. So yeah, that was kind of my history with it. I, I honestly can't remember if we had this as kids or not, but, um, but yeah, so that was kind of my history. What about you, Jeff? <laughs> Mine is uh much less interesting than that. Basically, I didn't really even know that it was a thing. I hadn't really thought that there would have been a movie tie-in video game at that point because this is from 1989, the movie. Um, and actually, I don't know when the game came out. I would guess 90, maybe 91. But I've got it right here. It came okay. out um, in 91, yes. Okay, so I wasn't even aware this game existed until you mentioned it uh, when we were thinking of possible future games. So um, I'm glad you suggested. I didn't really have any expectations. I thought... Yeah, it's going to be an 8-bit platformer. I didn't know it was Capcom until after I played it, and so it was uh it was a pleasant surprise. Like I I went in not expecting much of anything and and walked away pleasantly surprised, like I said. Um so yeah, that's kind of where where I stood going into it. Nice. Not much before. Yeah. Um it's also worth noting that I guess I just now realized this. Uh, I know we were talking about what the heck is this game. There also was a Game Boy, excuse me, a Game Boy port for this game that came out. Um, let's see, a year, a year or two later, depending on if you're in Europe or North America, it came out in '93. Uh, but it's it's basically a, it looks like a shot for shot remake or you know port of it. Uh, it looks nice. completely the same. The layout of the levels looks exactly the same. And uh, all the enemy placements and stuff are exactly like the NES one. So uh, we did not play that version. Uh, if I had done a little more research, I probably would have uh, checked it out real quick just to get a feel for it. But it looks exactly the same, except for it's black and white. And uh, it probably music doesn't sound as good or whatever. But <laughs> it looks like it's all there. So interesting. Nice. Just thought I'd point that out. So Cool. All right. Well, next up is our game discussion where we are going to talk about the look, the sound, gameplay, story, all of that. So let's go ahead and jump right into there. First up, we are going to talk about the visual look of this game. How, how does it, what does it look like? How does it look? How does it hold up to the source material? Uh, do the characters look right? How do the backgrounds and the world seem to feel? What's the UI like? So let's start there. Jeff, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I would say for an 8-bit game, this game is very faithful to its source material. I, uh, I like the sprites. The main, the main sprite for Ariel is pretty big for an NES game and well animated in my opinion. Definitely. 
Definitely. Um, yeah, the backgrounds are exceptional, in my opinion. They uh, they kind of have this fading to dark sea look to them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of some fake perspective that makes it look more realistic. Um, bright and colorful in some levels, a little darker in others. And uh, I don't know that there's any true effects, but like lots of good animations. The, the enemy animations are pretty simplistic. They, you know, kind of are like your typical NES drone that's not super animated, kind of just moves on screen with two frames. But um, the bosses are a little bit bigger, and those are great sprites, in my opinion. Like the first boss is a shark, and he looks good. We'll talk a little more maybe about some of the other ones. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm very much a fan of it. Um, as far as the, like, menu UI or whatever, like the pause menu and UI, I actually don't even remember the UI during gameplay. Is there one? Um there really isn't. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much. Oh, you have your hearts up in okay, the top yeah, left. Okay, yeah, upper left, your health. Yep, that's and right. that's really the only thing. And strange thing about the hearts is when you start off, you have three hearts, but then there's two empty hearts. Yeah, out so of you a could five meter. Right, yeah. you have a five meter, but they only give you three, which is strange. Yeah, and um, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but for the longest time, I couldn't figure out how to get a heart. I was like, I don't. Uh. Did you ever figure that out? I did eventually. I found I found one in sand in the volcano right. level by just kicking the sand, and then I found one by like throwing enemies or shells into like squares. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it's not obvious or intuitive whatsoever. It's right. Not like and enemies drop them when you kill them or anything like that. Yeah. So I wasn't a huge fan of that. I was like, really? They've made this quite difficult to yeah you know to get the get extra and, health but and three hits to start out with is not very generous because you, you'll take hits like well and you just feel cheated too because you're like well i could have five hearts like i don't right. know either yeah, just don't put five on there or start a person out with full health like that's right. how every game is you get full health come on right totally but. agree um so yeah what is what is your thoughts on the graphics I, yes. I, I guess we finished with the ui i mean there's a little pause screen that's got a few things and it's a little more than than your typical lackluster like it's got a picture of ariel and a little frame and um, right some power up boxes yeah but anyway yeah overall that's your thoughts on super the simple um yeah. let's see so yeah, I, th- I agree with everything you said. I think for an NES game, I- I'm not a pro when it comes to like comparing visuals on NES games. That's not really my area of expertise, but I would yeah. totally agree. I think that they've created um, a level of depth. You know, there's a lot of like multiple background things. Like I'm looking yeah. at a, there's a level here where you're in a ship and there's like broken holes in the ship and you can see mm-hmm. things kind of in the foreground, the background or yeah. whatever. Um, so I think they did a pretty good job trying to come up with different colors and things. Uh, there's certain parts of levels where you can kind of go above the water and everything's kind of brownish gold, but then you go below the water and everything's greenish blue. And so I think they did a pretty good job trying to convey that you are underwater. And, um, even though you don't really see a lot of bubbles or things, you, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're underwater because you're, you're swimming, obviously. Um, it's also worth noting that Ariel has like three frames of animation for when she turns yeah Um, that's that's a little bit of a bummer it's beautifully animated but it makes it hard for gameplay yeah because like with Mega Man, you have like one frame and you just turn around and you're like all right here i am so so yeah it makes it feel sluggish i think um 
but it, it like you said it is kind of neat that they put that much depth into exactly. turning around um but yeah so it's it's like a pro and a con at the same time um but yeah. it does show that they put some time into trying to make her movements look you know fluid and realistic and um, right I, there are some little touches that i appreciate like when she goes on to land you kind of have to hop obviously mm-hmm. you can't just keep yeah. swimming so stuff yeah, like that yeah. i thought w- was a nice touch uh the only thing that i noticed that i didn't really think was true to the original source material is the color of her hair um, yeah it's kind of pink yeah it, it's got a little bit of red on like the edges but it yeah it's very pink and yeah that was interesting her hair is obviously not pink but uh, for whatever reason, they decided to go that route. I don't know if it was a technical limitation or if, or what. I don't uh, know. I'm sure they could have done it. I'm guessing because red is a, it's one of the colors in an old CRT TV. It may have shown really bright and bloomed um, right. on black backgrounds. So the pink may have muted it a little bit to keep it in check. And maybe if you think about it, if you're running a pink color on a CRT screen, um, did you play this on a CRT or did you play it on a? tv i played on a big tv so i'm thinking just like of the pixels on an old crt pink is always going to have the red pixels activated so it may have looked a little more red than it does on an hd tv right and then i'm trying to think what colors would combine but i'm sure it looked a lot better on a crt i I would love to test that sometime yeah but it is curious as far as seeing it pixel perfect in hd it uh it definitely showed as being a little pink right true yeah but uh, yeah, other than that, I think each stage kind of gave a good variety of yeah um, colors changes. Yeah, I mean it's a shorter game, but uh, I think they did a good job trying to kind of you know separate them and make them yeah. seem different. So um, other than that, yeah, I, overall, I I there wasn't a whole lot visually that I I wasn't a big fan of. I think the the enemy character designs were good they worked well i think there was good variety um i think ariel's little uh her little pixel art you know her character looked good um yeah her hair was a bit large and it kind of confused me on hitboxes and uh but other than that like she still felt like her tail and stuff didn't feel like it was super long or frustrating or anything like that and uh and then, spoiler alert, Ursula's uh, in the end. She, I don't know. I thought she looked pretty cool, too. So, I thought they did a good job overall. Yep. I agree. So. Um, yeah. So, from there, do you want to hop into kind of the sound and music of the game? Yeah, man. What, what were your thoughts there? Um, so, it starts out when you first turn on the game. It's on the title screen with the uh, Under the Sea theme, I believe, playing. With yes. The, tune um which i thought was really awesome and i was really excited and thinking okay they got the music license which was hit or miss for some games we talked about that last episode with mickey mania that they didn't really have any well-known musical tracks even like the steamboat willie theme that would have been a no-brainer um but the level music is unique to each level but it's well done um i thought it it was fitting uh it didn't get repetitive i didn't find it annoying um the volcano level like got really caught in my head nice. so i really like the music the sound effects i feel like are pretty limited there's not anything that really stands out to me um kind of make little sounds beeps and boops when you put an enemy in a bubble and kick them away and kind of it was there more than that 
No, I think he pretty much effects. hit it all. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty uh Yeah, it's an NES game, so there's really yeah. only so much. Um oh one thing I forgot I wanted to mention in the uh the look portion, uh which yeah. we already got out of. The cutscenes are Oh yeah. They're very simplistic. Um the only thing I guess I didn't like totally like, but I guess I understand because it's an NES game, was that when they talk, they just kind of go bop, 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 bop. Like their mouth just open, close, open, close. Yeah. And but at least they did that versus not yeah. moving like Goldeneye. I mean, you think about that. <laughs> Honestly, I think I would have just rather <laughs> them just not moved and just, just had it be like a yeah, yeah like a still image. Yeah. But uh, but they, they attempted to, you know, put in a... I don't know. A little, little extra animation yeah. that they didn't need yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's true. And you, I I liked those pixel arts or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Excuse I me. agree. Like they, they looked like the characters they were representing because I've seen some licensed pixel art or even like, I don't know, I'm thinking of like Toy Story on the SNES or, or more, more so like on the Game Boy as an 8-bit system. Like the renders from the computer renders that we're familiar with to what they looked like weren't really spot spot on. I don't know if it's just the color palette couldn't support what it should look like or what, but um, these ones are really good pixel art um, that to me looked close enough and the proportions were right. And the, you know, getting the right black dot in the right space is, is really a fine art in my opinion on eight bit pixel art. So I think they did yeah. a great job with, with those. Definitely. Um, so sorry, I pulled us out of the uh, the music area, but yeah, um, your thoughts on the music being original and all that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I wish they had tried to add some more stuff from the source material, uh, you know, from the movie. Um, but the stuff they did add, I thought was worked well, and uh, yeah, I, pretty much every NES game uses the same, um kind of chiptune stuff right there wasn't yeah. really a lot of variation where unlike you know the following generations or whatever um but for what it was yeah i thought it was catchy it, it never annoyed me i know a lot of people kind of get annoyed with uh you know nes music after a while but for me right. I, I never turned down the volume or was like ugh, i can't stand this so Same. um yeah yeah so i i would say it worked pretty well i thought it would it worked well for the game you know it kind of had that little mermaid feel to it underwater bright and happy blah 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 so yeah i i didn't have any issues with it um so i'd say a minus maybe give or take so yeah i'd I'd put it b or an a minus yeah cool all right well the next up is the gameplay so um just a couple things I'll hit on in the, before we get into like the difficulty of it is just kind of explaining, I guess, what you do in this game. And so obviously you're swimming around. Uh, one nice thing about this, unlike the Mario swim levels, is Ariel remains stationary when you're not moving. Yes. So she just kind of sits there, which uh, I I think you agree with me was such a smart choice. Yeah, it's huge. Um, yep. Because I know a lot of people don't like that about the Mario ones. Um, so you basically can fly. It, it looks like you're flying around you know, the level. Yeah. And you can go up. You can go down. Um, the levels, obviously, they channel you into certain areas. Sometimes you're going left or right. Sometimes you're going up or down. Uh, yeah. So kind of got a Mega Man feel there. Um, you can't uh, 
what else? Hold on. So then basically your 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 two buttons, your A and Bs, you have the option to swim fast and you have the option to I don't even know what the official term is for this. Um yeah. flip your tail to create some bubbles. Yes, there it is. And so that's your attack. Um excuse me. And so you do that and you are able to trap enemy fishes in other sea life into bubbles. Um, And you start off and you have a very uh, low-powered bubble flipper thing. And uh, as you go along, you have the ability to collect upgrades to upgrade those things, which is something that you can check in the pause menu. So there is a little bit of depth to this. They they allow for some upgrades and... um, the way they go about it, though, I think is kind of the... A little flawed design. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to explain Agreed. that, maybe? Sure. Yeah. So throughout each level, there's these chests, and you can open them with uh, some shell items that appear in the level. There's always usually a shell item near a chest. And part of it is just learning the level. Like, some chests don't have anything, and you... you get two chests and one shell. So, like, you kind of have to use it wisely because it'll disappear. Um but so there's there's red pearls and green pearls and essentially the red pearls upgrade your power of your bubble so when you first start you just have little bubbles that are visually shown as little bubbles it takes like two or three hits on an enemy to encapsulate them into a bubble at which point you can grab them swim around with them and then like throw them or kick them at other enemies or objects um and then the green pearls upgrade your i think it's range and so i guess the distance your bubbles will travel right so um, like you mentioned, there's three stages per upgrade for each. Um, so like single hit bubble, it's a little bit bigger bubble, and then like this super bubble, and then uh, the range, I guess, just extends. Um, the did you ever get design... to the? Sorry, did oh. you ever get to the final power bubble? Uh, I used a cheat to do it. Yeah. Okay. So no, that's fine. I was just curious. It. Yeah, um, it's like, like the super red wavy. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I was like, whoa. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like blood bubbles. <laughs> um, and they're like off. They're like pill-shaped. Anyway. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought. Where was I Sorry. going Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, oh, so what? the design flaw. It, yes. Basically, you, you get these or whatever, but whenever you die after three hits, because your three hearts aren't full, um, you lose all of your pearls and you don't, like you can't just go regain them in the level they're gone so like yeah. you, you can't die in this game and that's a huge design flaw as far as the power because it's like some things you just you can't do it without the power upgrade like you you can but it's just hard and you're gonna get hit because you have to sit in one spot whirling your tail like three or four times where you would normally would have done one with the upgraded power right. so a um, little unfortunate with the design choices there to not keep those after you die um, throughout the course of a level we'll say yeah um but if you're good enough to learn the level and if you die enough times, you, you will get the hang of it and you can you can do it without dying. But it's just it was a, it was a pain. And maybe that was for longevity to make you to force you to play more. But right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know otherwise. Um, so, yeah, that that is a big uh, f- flaw to me. In fact, uh, the second level were, was where it kind of finally became realization to me that it was not good. Um Cause up to that point, I was still just trying to figure out what the heck was going on, but because right. in the second level, you get to a certain point and there's these pink 
barrels that you can only hit and move if you have a certain amount of power right and um and originally i did have the power and i was like oh cool i can move these barrels there's an extra life like oh this thing happened to me (laughs) and then i died and i came back through and i was like oh i'll just move these barrels and we'll be good but then i realized oh i can't because i don't have that power anymore and i can't go back so then yeah. you have to you have to go through all these different areas where there's barrels and other things that you could usually, you know, interact with and you can't. And yeah. so I don't know if it were me. The way I would have done this is every new level you start over, you have no upgrades. Right. And then and if you die, you keep them uh, depending where they start you out at. Totally I mean, if you, agree. If you start at the beginning of the level, then you should start with nothing again. Um, but just level the playing field every time and not punish someone so badly for dying. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was a little it's, bit of a, a little bit of a flaw. Um, yeah, Stem, stemming from that, when you die, you restart at the beginning of the level unless you're in a boss battle and then you just start in the room outside the boss. So I thought that was a little, the levels aren't super long, but like if you're pretty close to the end and you die to go all yeah. the way back to the beginning is a pain, especially with lacking the power upgrades for, like you said, some of like moving the rocks or the barrels and just there's a few little qualms with that. But yeah, at least they let us start off at the boss, though. I do appreciate that. That I did, too. Least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other big gameplay flaw that I didn't like about this, I don't know what your thoughts are, is a lot of enemies will come at you from above or below you. And yeah. And you indefensible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're usually faster than you. And mm-hmm. the amount of time it takes you to get out of the way, by then you're probably going to get hit. Um, yeah. And so that's a little frustrating. I think they, I don't know how hard it would have been, but I feel like there should have been an up attack and a down attack to get things that are coming above and below you. Especially right. in a game where you're swimming and things aren't just coming from left and right, but there are things. And they, they get way more aggressive towards the end and fish are coming at you and they have uh, these like shrimp that are super yeah, fast. Like diagonal attack patterns. Oh, yeah. man. And so that's, that's it's challenging. I get that. But it, yeah. it was a little frustrating. One good thing is, like I said, when you encapsulate an enemy in a bubble, you can throw it at other enemies to kill them. And you can shoot those straight up, and you can't even shoot them diagonal. So, like, at least you have that. But you don't always have a fish on you. And like you are saying, like, if they're coming at you diagonal and you don't have one, you're screwed. Like, there's just, you can try and dodge as quickly as you can or learn the pattern. And you'll take a hit and lose a heart and it's just yeah it's a little bit of a flaw yeah um trying to think so so what's the format of this game i mean uh maybe tell the listeners how many levels are in this and what does a normal level look like and i don't know you know what i mean and so yeah the the basic gameplay loop i i would say is you've got a like kind of a 2d level like we were talking about you swim through uh, you open some chests, kind of solve, I don't, not really solve puzzle, but just kind of go through, look for stuff. And then you essentially reach a boss at the end of each level. Um, and there's, so there's five of those levels, a boss at the end of each one. Um, the boss usually, I think each one is like a slightly different mechanic, which is cool. You know, it's not just the exact same thing, like say Bowser and the end of every Mario brothers right. level. Um, each boss is its own unique thing. Like the first one is Flotsam and Jetsam, or is that the second one? That's the second one. Shark's first one. Sure. Yeah. So the first one, you got a shark swimming across the screen, and then he calls in his little fish buddies. You bubble them and then hit the shark. He stays in like a, a stationary location once he's come on screen, so he's not too bad to deal with. Flotsam and Jetsam are in like a shipwreck, and they kind of poke out of holes in it. 
Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. So like, it's kind of like whack-a-mole with the eels, and you again you're using the real fish buddies or or their fish buddies against them. Um, then is it the third one, the ice one? Yeah, I wrote them. Yeah. I, I, I think the third it. one's the ice one, and so it's an ice level. And then there's like this. Is it a oh, frick? I think it's a walrus or something. Yes, it's um, a walrus above ground. Shoots that. frozen, shoots frozen enemies at you that you have to thaw and then bubble and then shoot back up out of the water at him. So another new mechanic. Um, yes. Oh, thank you for getting the level list. Um, no problem. The undersea volcano boss was. Uh, I don't even know what he was. He was like a conductor fish or something. Yeah. He had yeah. like cannons shooting fish at you, so then you'd have to catch their trajectory, avoid one of them, or you'd shoot spinies every once in a while, or. Uh, urchins yeah um and then ursula's castle is a bit of a maze and then uh you fight ursula and then you really fight ursula so right yeah yeah. um as far as the bosses go i did think that and maybe it was just me getting better at the game playing through it but i felt like some were easier than others like yeah i think so i mean they were so different that 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 happened like I struggled with the shark and flotsam and jetsam, but then the walrus and the the cannon shooting thing, those I like flew through those those two, uh, but the first two I really I, I don't know, but maybe I was just sucking up at the beginning and got better. But um, I, I I'm sure it's probably a bit of that. I'm sure if you'd fought those other ones first and not quite had the hang of everything, because the levels are relatively short. It's just you know the screen scrolls. I don't know if Mega Man, I never played Mega Man, but um, it, it's like you'll be in a, a certain scrolling area and then you'll hit a solid wall and then the game will kind of scroll again. Kind of like Metroid um, is what I can right. compare it to personally. Um, and then you kind of go through and it'll it'll side scroll like a Mario game, but then you reach another solid wall, pass through the, the opening and then it will scroll again to a new area. It's like loading zones. Um, but those are pretty short. It's just, you know, three or four of those and then you're there. Um maybe a little more than that but they're they're, they're short <clears throat> and then you fight the boss so i think with the first two it's pretty easy to get through without doing much with the gameplay and understanding it and without the tougher enemy patterns and so those bosses are a little more difficult because of the first thing that really tests you right whereas by the time you get to like the fourth boss or third boss like you've pretty much got the hang of the mechanics right <clears throat> um i will say as far as ursula goes I was really struggling with her until I realized that you could throw fish at her uh, above. You didn't have to be on her level. Yeah. 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 Because I kept having to go up there next to her and then throw it from the side of her. Yeah. I guess I just never realized you could throw like because I assumed if you can't attack upward or downward, right? Why would you be able to? Yeah. Right. But you can. And so once I figured that, Ursula was at least the first part. Yeah, she was pretty easy. That part. Yeah. 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 the second part, too, I actually didn't struggle as much. Um, I think I maybe died two or three times, and then I beat her. So um, not a terrible boss if you understand all the mechanics and whatnot. So difficulty-wise, what do you think? Like, what? how hard is this game overall? I mean, because we have to think back. This was, you know, yeah. back in the 80s um, where there wasn't a lot of games. So you, you do want to have something that is going to challenge you, Um but maybe not like stupid impossible, you know, our, our blockbuster brutal as we call it. Right. Um, it's definitely not a blockbuster brutal. Yes, um, I agree. I think the brevity, the shortness, you know, that it's, it's, f- excuse me, five levels and the f- levels themselves are pretty short. Um, 
combined with the gameplay, I would I'd put it just like right middle of the road. It's it's not super easy. There is a learning learning curve, and like you said, some of the AI is a little tricky, and you have to learn some patterns. So it's like it's hard in the sense that you kind of have to just play over and over, and you know you only have so many lives, so you get a game over and start all over and have to go through it again. But um, it's not like it's hard hard. And then you know the gameplay. There's just some quirks with like. You know, the turning animation doesn't let you throw or defend yourself. You can't attack while turning, you know, your little bubble. You can't press the input before the animation finishes and have her perform the action after the animation finishes. You have to wait for the animation to finish to then do the input. And that's that's a bit of a flaw in my opinion, yeah. too. Because um, that would have saved my Uh-oh. couple times. I probably Definitely. Should. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, I totally agree, dude. I think... Uh um, difficulty wise, I think if you played this game more, um, more and more and you just kept beating it, I think over time you would get uh, a lot better at it. You know, like I think playing through it for the first couple times, it was frustrating for me, but if this was a game that I didn't have, um, yeah, I didn't have a lot else to play. I think that I would get better at it. So I yeah. think there's a learning curve to it, but I think the more you play it, the more you understand how to get hearts and other things, I think the difficulty would go down more and you could be a lot better at it. Will I play this game a lot more? Probably not, but um, it's still good to know that I play through the whole thing and beat the game or whatever. So, yep. um, I think I would have enjoyed it as a kid and played it a lot, but yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't play it now again, but yeah, it's for an eight bit game of its era. I think it was, pretty pretty good i think it was just about right for what especially a younger kid would would need um versus like a more hardcore gamer right your contra players etc definitely and i mean it, it does have a little bit of a girly aesthetic to it i mean yeah just we're two, two grown men since yep. yeah we're, <laughs> we're two grown men playing a game with a pink-haired mermaid girl so yeah but zero shame you know exactly we own it all right. Uh, speaking of this little pink-haired girl, there's a little bit of a story with this game. Do you want to kind of tell yes. the listeners a little bit about that or just read it for them? Because yeah, obviously bad. I'd, <laughs> I would say this is one of the weaker parts of the game. I think the, the art that goes with the story is pretty cool, uh, right. minus the, the moving mouths. But the the writing itself for it is a little weak. And I'll let you be the judge of it. I'm going to read just the... Uh, the intro uh, opening story cinematic, which it's cool that the game actually has an opening story. They could just yeah. throw you right in like, oh, it's a little mermaid. Here we go. Boom. You know, so they, they did try to set up some premise. I don't even know where this fits. I, I'm assuming this is after the movie it, ends. It, and it, yeah, they, they pretty much established that it is, but then that doesn't make sense why Ursula is still alive. But right. cause I think they said it's been a couple of years and Ursula and, Ariel wanted to see her friends or something like that. Like they implied that it's, it's after they're married, but right. Like it's just Ursula suddenly alive again. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read this. I'm reading it as the game presents it. So uh, if I read slower, it's because the game is slow. Um, but I, I kind of get a kick out of reading it. So Ariel princess of the sea fell in love with Eric at first sight. Oh man, it's scrolling fast. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Ariel, princess of the sea, fell in love with Eric at first sight. She asked Ursula to make her human so she could meet him. He fell in love with her too and planned to marry her. 
Um, then one day, Sebastian, Flounder, and Scuttle came to see Ariel in a big hurry. Um, okay, they, so this is before the wedding. They explained that Ursula had cast a spell over the fish of the sea, so um, so they had to do what she wanted. If she wasn't stopped, she would probably take over the whole sea. Uh, oh, Ariel decided to go to Ursula's castle to try to release the fish from Ursula's spell. She explained to Eric that she was a mermaid and a princess of the sea, and she had to try to save her friends. Eric tried to convince her not to go, but she turned back into a mermaid, dove into the sea, and began to swim towards Ursula's castle. Stage one, Sea of Coral. All right. I love that she can magically control her ability <laughs> yes. to turn into a mermaid suddenly. She's somehow embraced, oh, I can just do this on a whim whenever I want. So, Right. It's so funny. The decision at the end of the movie where she wanted to stay human, her dad, and all that, that's all irrelevant now. Right, and then at the end of the game, there's a, a closing cinematic. Um, let me read that one. I got it right here. Uh, Ariel defeated Ursula and released her friends from the spell, but there was no way. Next. Come on. Uh, there was no way. What? For her to become human again, Ariel spent every day looking up at the land with tears in her eyes. What? <laughs> King Triton saw this, his daughter, uh, sorry, King Triton saw that his daughter was in love and cast a spell on her to make her human uh, once again. <laughs> Ariel returned to the land and went to see Eric. He was very happy when he saw her and he swept her into his arms. Ooh. They got married and lived happily ever after. And then it, and then it says the end. And it literally just sticks to, there's a, a shot of them uh, after they got married. And it just says the end and it plays under the sea on loop and it never stops. It doesn't go back to the <laughs> title screen. It just sits there. God, after, I hate games that do that. After like 10 minutes, I was like, all right, I guess uh, that's it. And I can reset the game now. <laughs> but man, that that so she can turn wow. herself into a, you know, into yeah. a mermaid again. But then she can't. So she's sad. And a she's bit of just a plot hole there. Yeah, the whole thing makes no sense no. in comparison to the the movie itself. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, right. Probably the biggest flaw as far as outside of like the difficulty and the controls. But whatever, it's NES. It was probably uh, Capcom. They're they're Japanese. They studio, are. right. Yeah. Yeah. So there could this could just be some terrible, you know. Um, uh what's what's the word you know them translating translating it. yeah i don't know if they wrote it in english or japanese or what yeah it seems like either a programmer writing or b uh like preschool level books right. like there are books that are that sound like this but they're like the super you know my first disney book so i can't tell and again it's like the game plays a little bit harder than what you'd expect for five-year-olds and below but uh it's, it's a tough it's a mixed bag and it's very similar yeah. to other games of its era though definitely um yeah so it's it's a little rough but it's to be expected i think it's a little bit more uh you know excusable like you can kind of overlook it like it's an nes platformer type game it's we're not really like looking for huge storyline here um right 
and it was interesting in between each level they would have little cut scenes as well uh yeah. kind of moving you oh she's now at the volcano like okay here we go yeah so uh, they tried to make the story kind of integrated into the gameplay but it's just unfortunate that it wasn't written very well and didn't really make a whole lot of sense with the other you know the other canon or whatever but overall not a big deal um so yeah let's go ahead and uh, close up with our with our final thoughts all right jeff uh what why don't you give the listeners your final thoughts on this game all righty so this is a uh, a fun and very graphically beautiful nes game in my opinion um the difficulties a little bit of a mixed bag but overall isn't terribly hard and especially if you're you know an adult gamer you should have no problem ultimately getting the hang of it um story's a little weak sound is sound is good not any of the original music reinterpreted which is unfortunate but uh not a deal breaker for me um control and animation is good and uh it's a little bit on the short side, but other than that, I would I would recommend it to people. If you have a chance to play it, I would say play it. Definitely. Cool. How about um, you? For me, I I like this game. I, like I said, when I first put it in, I was like pleasantly surprised with what, what I was getting. Obviously, it's Capcom, so you're going to get quality to a certain level. There are some things about it that we've mentioned that I, I don't necessarily super like about it. it. makes it a little more frustrating and difficult, but... Uh, once you get going into it, it's a good challenge, I think, to to beat the game. It, it has a decent amount of challenge to it. So if you like Mega Man's and DuckTales and Darkwing Ducks of the NES, I think this is a good one to look for. It's cheap. Yeah. You can buy it for really a fair price, I would say. Um, it's it's kind of a different take on, on those, but it still feels kind of familiar with those. Um, I haven't played a ton of other Little Mermaid games. Uh, I played for a few minutes uh, the Genesis game, uh, which is called Ariel the Little Mermaid. And I think this game is way better than that one. I'm not a pro on that one, uh, but just swimming around in in the way they did it, it's just a little bit more frustrating. And so I think this is a a better one. I don't know if there are others outside of those, um, but yeah, it's it's a cool little NES game. Uh, Good challenge and... uh, visually great to look at music's pretty good story sucks but who cares um yeah so if you're a grown man who's confident in himself and isn't embarrassed by playing games about the little mermaid you should check it out so there you have it yep all right guys well i think that's about it for this week uh thank you for joining us um actually this month and uh yeah we are yeah, we'll we'll be back next month uh, taking a look at another uh, great Disney game. Hopefully, great Disney game. Uh, yeah, so, still deciding. But, yeah, we'll uh, figure that out, and uh, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, until then, you can uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. Uh, we are on there, and our Twitter handle is uh, is it mouse underscore bytes. Does that sound right, I Jeff? do believe that's what it is, yeah. Yes. Yep. So if you have any thoughts or questions or game suggestions, uh, hit us up on Twitter. We would love to talk with you. Uh, we're still kind of figuring out where we belong in the Twitter sphere for this show. Uh, yeah. So we, we need all the friends we can get. So if you're listening and you've made it this far, we should be friends. Um, 
Until then, uh, we'll be back next time with more Mouse Bites. Thank you for listening, and have a great month. Babe, can you just wait like one minute? Yeah. Or did you Jeff, you're not babe. Oh, sorry. Sorry.